Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, Thomas de Caballeros. To another edition of Leaving the Ring Radio, I'm your host, Dave Duenas. What's going on, familia? What's going on, friends? I hope you guys are all coming out of your bunkers. Uh, last night was worth it. If you're still in your bunker, if you were kind of like figuring, should I come out? Last night was worth it. Should have came out for the top rank on ESPN. Um, televised, boxing is back. Great set of fights. Now, if you heard me on Wednesday, was disappointing. Those were not the fights to bring back as the first set for boxing. But these last night, Thursday night fights with Adam Lopez and Louis Correa uh, and, uh, and, and Jesse Maleno, those were fights. Those, that whole card alone was great. Minus the whole commentary and all that. You know, we're not even getting into that and stuff. But everything else was worth listening to. I mean, watching, not listening, watching. Excuse me, I'm getting distract, distracted over here um, looking at my Twitter feed. Anyways, uh, man, I mean, that, that's what it's all about, isn't it? That's what it's all about, man. Uh, fight fans, that's what we want to watch. We don't really care about the, the back end of things, like what they're making, how much they're making, uh, you know, what promoter's doing this, what promoter's doing that. What we want to watch are good fights, and that's exactly what was delivered Last night, okay, I'm one of those fight fans just like a lot of you guys that want to barbecue, uh, you know, have good food, nice cold beers if that's what you drink, unless you drink wine, a little chill wine with your pinky in the air. I don't. I'm not hating on you. If that's your kind of gig, go right ahead and stuff. Or maybe you don't even drink. But, but overall, you want to sit down, turn on your television after a hard day's work, and Watch two guys slug it out, trade le- leather, and then the right person gets the win. Now, it wouldn't be boxing if there was some type of controversy involved, right? And, of course, we had to, we had to have some controversy involved, you know, uh, with, with not just with the ref, uh, Bird, Robert Bird, who I strongly believe he should retire. You know, I think his age is catching up. Um, he, he definitely lacked in stepping in to help out uh, Jesse's, uh, you know, private parts there against Vicente. So we're definitely will get into that, okay? And then there was a disqualification, which was right, rightfully so. Uh, but we're going to get into Blue Nose, uh, Adam Lopez, who started off the ESPN card and, and really just set the tone for the night, man. And I honestly just now just scratch off what happened on Tuesday with the Stevenson uh, – Headline card, I mean, if you listen to Tuesday's, uh, Wednesday's show, you know that I wasn't bagging on Stevenson. I, I knew what I was going to get from him. What I was bagging on was the rest of the card. There was nothing but mismatches. But with this card here, we had some good fights. And when you have some good fights, you get fans that are just going to engage. And, and, and you're not, not going to have to oversell something because our eyes 
are telling us that we're watching something of worth, right? We're not going to need media. We're not going to need small promoters or big promoters or, or PR to tell us to appreciate something because we're living at the moment and we're appreciating what's happening in front of us. Now, these two young warriors, you know, uh, one with Buddy McGirt, which is Adam Lopez, uh, Louis with uh, Garcia, they come out, man, and they make a display of what warriors would do with an audience and without an audience. I know that was always the big question with a lot of folks. They were like, I don't know if it's going to be the same if we don't have an audience, you know. Um, even some fighters are saying, they had said, uh, you know, previously, like, I don't know if I want to fight because the audience kind of, like, helped me out. They get me involved. They, you know, they boost me up, right? Well, with these two kids, they didn't need any of that. What they needed was somebody that was willing to tangle with them. And that's exactly what we got. We had one guy, Louie, come from Robert Garcia's academy, go in there and listen to his trainer and do exactly what his trainer was telling him to do, which was be in that pocket, make it a phone booth fight. And early on in that first round, that's exactly what we were getting. You know, Lopez from, with Buddy McGirt uh, was obligating that. He was like, okay, let's do it. Let's, let's make it happen. Let's give the fight fans what they want. Maybe that's not what they were thinking, but definitely they were balls all out to trade in the ring, and it gave us just pure entertainment. Now, both kids are flawed. There's, there's a lot of work. They, both of them need to go back to the drawing board and, and see exactly what one or the other did, uh, uh, you know, what mistakes that they obviously had on that night. But when you want to talk about heart and, and trying to get the win and stoppage, both guys, were there, you know, and I would say with Louie is that, you know, you, you, you can't expect much because the Garcia camp, the Garcia folks, uh, uh, Robert has a certain style that he likes to teach and that's come forward. You know, the, the, the Garcia Academy has a fun set of guys that are fight friendly, right? They're going to come forward. Unless you bring some other, you know, skill level to your game, you know, which is a jab and be a mover and all that, I mean, you're going to add that what Robert's, you know, showing you, which is obviously like Jose Ramirez, right, who he has from Fresno, California, who's looking phenomenal with the uh, Robert Garcia Academy, you know. But with Louis, you could see that he had a little bit of that Brandon Reels, you know. He wasn't afraid, and he didn't mind going through the fire to, to land some shots. What, I, what, what impressed me about him is he never got discouraged because as many would think that, that that's kind of an easy style, it really isn't. I mean, you're taking a lot of leather, and you're trying to close that distance, and you're trying to work the body and then come back to the head, and you're trying to, like, literally break down your opponent, just chop them down, you know? So it's a difficult style. What I liked about Adam Lopez, Blue Nose, was that in the first round, yeah, he was acting like a Blue Nose. He wanted to put his, sink his teeth into Louis, but... Excuse me, drinking some coffee. Um, but he got smart. And I don't know if it was Buddy McGirt that was giving him the – well, Buddy McGirt was giving him the instructions, okay, trying to stay out in the distance, use that. And, 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 and Lopez, rather than, than doubling down in his pride and wanting to trade with the other prospect, he got smart. And how he got smart, he started to use his legs and he started to jab. Now, it didn't mean, mean that he was taking over because it was still very, very, very engaging. You know, so, I mean, that first fight alone, man, 
had me eating my chicken wings that I, I made myself, which I was really surprised myself that I was able to make them the exact way that I was hoping it. Like when I go and buy, you know, and I go to a, a wing place and I buy them, and they're all nice and crispy, and I put all my sauce all over it and shit. I actually did it. I pulled it off. I didn't burn my house down, as you can see. You know, I'm not in my bunker. Um, I'm here at my home in my office in my in podcast studio. So it was a big thumbs up, right, for me uh, that I didn't burn myself down, and uh, I, I got some 805s. And, man, I was engaging with a lot of you guys on Twitter, which I truly, truly love. It was a fun, fun start for the ESPN uh, top-ranked card. Now, I've, I'm always optimistic. I was like, okay, this was great. Is it going to continue? That was my whole thing. And, and a lot of you guys, even, oh, you're Debbie Downer and blah, 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 and stuff like that. But I wasn't Debbie Downing at all. I, I just was kind of like, is it going to get, I mean, is, was this the best card of the night? And guess what? It wasn't. It just kept flowing. So, you know, when I hear people tell me, oh, bro, relax, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, this is the first and, and et cetera, and, and, you know, you're just hating. I'm not, I'm not hating, guys. I'm, I'm absolutely, I'm not hating. You know, what I'm saying is that matchmakers got to be matchmakers and promoters got to be promoters, you know, and networks got to be networks. They got to listen to the fans. And we're the guys that speak out loud and we're the guys that say, hey, man, this is what we're looking for and this is what we want because this is what we paid for. This is why we tuned in, okay? And then you don't need to oversell something, especially a fight that we were watching between these two kids. We didn't need – we really didn't even need the commentary. You could have put it – there was no audience. You could have muted the commentary. And, and, and the story would have been, been told by these two guys just trading leather. If you want to call in, certainly can, 347-215-7598. Let's talk boxing here on Leave It a Ring. Uh, let's uh, patch in uh, one of our first callers here on the show. Let's see. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's Nato. Fernando, are you there, brother? Hey, hey, Dave. How you doing, man? How you doing? Yes, it's me. I'm doing good. I'm recovering. I, th- I think I have a – dude, I must be an amateur right now because uh, – or I'm just getting old. I'm, I got a little bit of a hangover, man, from last night, from only like seven beers. Well, hey, bro, like I know you're making fun of wine, dude, but I'm a proud wino, man. I, I drink a couple glasses and I never have a hangover, man. So I, I like wine, dude. You know, it's the it's Napa, okay. California in me, man. You know, we got it right here, hey, bro. Hey, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think you know why I don't drink wine. Because it gives me the runs, eh? Why? I don't know. It gives me the runs. <laughs> it just gives me the runs. You know what I mean? Like, it's, don't it's get me wrong. Like, too much fruit, man. Something, bro. I don't know. Like, I can like even a, like a Long Island tea. I'll take a sip of that, and then like my stomach starts turning and all that. But then I drink a beer, and I'm like, I'm perfectly fine. It's like the antidote, you know? Right when I know, I'm like, oh shit, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll just take a sip of my beer, and I'm like, oh. I'm better. I'm fine. It's my pet mobismo. <laughs> well, I'll make sure. Hey, if we ever meet up, man, make sure I get you some wine, man. I don't want you spending the whole time in the bathroom, dude. <laughs> you won't see me again. <laughs> Trust me. I'll be in the bathroom. But anyways, how, hey, what do you think about last night's fights, bro? Better? I, I, th- I thought they did something really smart yesterday. They started the whole card off with a good fight. You know, not 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 your typical. Uh, like four rounder opener, you would see like on a normal card, because people people got to remember, man. Like even though we live out here on the West Coast, and it starts for like at five o'clock for us, a lot of the viewers are on the East Coast, and it starts for eight o'clock for them. That's prime time for them, man. And nobody wants right. to tune in in prime time for like a four rounder. You know, they want to see a good fight right off the bat. And I think that was really smart, man. It started the card off really really well. 
and it, it, it brought you in, man. It got you excited for the whole card. You know, we're, right now the combat sports is kind of limited. And if you had a family member or a friend, I mean, if you're not doing the social distance and you think it's, this thing is over, if you have family or whatever over the house, and you wanted them to become a boxing fan, this was the way of doing it. And you're right. It was a smart way of opening that ESPN top rank card. And you know what I like too, bro, is that when they started it, they had like, I don't know, maybe I tuned in late, but I only felt like there was only like maybe 10 minutes of them speaking before they rolled in to the fight. They started off quick, in my opinion. Well, I, I think part of that, right, like, like well, the, the Tuesday card, right, they had a, it was a four-hour block, but they had planned on having the Michaela Mayer fight also, right? So they right. ended up having, you know, they had to keep the four hours, they had less fights, and they had a lot more mismatches also on Tuesday. So I think that, that was part of the reason they had to kind of, like, fluff it out with so much talking, man. You know, it, it felt like the Canelo Kovalev fight on Tuesday, man, when they had, like, the whole hour and a half, you know, extra. But, uh, yeah, overall, man, I really enjoyed the fights. You know, and it, it, you know, I think they're going in a positive direction. People, I think people have to be a little bit patient, right? Like, not, not to say that they, they shouldn't be criticized, you know, top rank or whatever, but, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, this is a whole new process for them, man. They're the, they're the first ones to put a boxing card. Yeah, the UFC has uh, had success with with this whole thing during the COVID uh, situation, but it, it's kind of apples and oranges, man. The UFC, man, they, they tell their, their, you know, they tell the, the their fighters jump and the fighters say how how high right away, right? They, you know, they're, you know, they got them under right. their thumbs, you know. Box, box is yeah, a little bit and they got to work with the fighters a little bit that. more. Right. I think people forget yeah. that it's a monopoly, you know. But here's the thing: is that the UFC guys, um, they're giving good fights. They're under contract. Uh, you know, um, they're already at a set, you know, salary of what they're going to do, how much they're going to get paid, or they're just being told this is what you're going to get paid, uh, take it or leave it. Um, but their fighters are finding this, they're starting to step up. I mean, I, I think people forgot that this last card that they had, I saw a lot of these UFC fighters now stepping up and saying, like, we're getting tired of being monopolized. You know, we, we, we need our, we need to get paid. That's pretty much what it's coming down to, you know? And, <clears throat> you know, Myself, I'm, I'm critical for everybody across the board. Like, you know, if you, you know, if you listen to me, like I have this one joker who follows, dude, he does, he follows me everywhere, which is cool. I, I like the fact that he's going to call me out on stuff and, and cause I'm engaged, I engage with that. But if you never give me credit for the other stuff that I've criticized throughout the years. And like I said, I've been across the board. I don't just stick with one guy. If you do, if you're not doing the right thing, I'm going to talk about it. If you're doing the right thing, I'm praising it, you know? So, I mean, Tuesday, Wednesday show was us bagging on what we received. Today's show is we're praising what we got. And this is all we're asking for, you know, is give us these good fights. That's it. And they did. They delivered. These were great fights. Maybe it was a, a, a big hump, like you're mentioning right now, Michaela, you know, catching the coronavirus. They had a, they had a block, a, an hour, you know, um, and maybe they were scrambling. Somebody dropped the ball. But, and, and, and that's all good. I mean, I, I'm understanding to, to that, you know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm understanding to that. But at the same time, you know, I, I, I'm going to be honest about it. It wasn't a very good show. Last night was a phenomenal show. It just didn't stop with the, with the Lopez uh, uh, kid. It kept going, man. Even the step four rounder card, it was great. It just kept going after yep. another, another. And then when Bird 
when Bert was like 20 minutes late into stepping in to save uh, uh, Jesse's nuts, I was like, oh, I'm home. Boxing is finally back. You know, there's going to be some type of controversy. It's not boxing if there's something, if somebody doesn't drop the ball just a short bit in the sport. Yeah, that's, that's why it was kind of a travesty, man. That that referee kind of really put a Magdalena in a lot of danger the way he was handling the handling the whole fight. He should have disqualified that guy a lot sooner, you know. He was giving that guy way too many chances. And it was, like, blatant, too, right? Like, that guy was literally ducking down and aiming for Magdalena's nuts, man. Like, come on, dude. It gave him, like, he, honestly, he took off seconds, three points. In one round. Three points in one round. That was just like, holy smokes. Three points. Dude, if you're at three points, somebody's rang your bell down there like three or four times already. You're, you're done. Yeah. You're cooked. I mean, I mean, people, you remember the Trinidad uh, Vargas fight, right? You know? Right. That, 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 that basically ruined Vargas' career, man. Tito fucking nailed him in the nuts, man. Hard. You know? Yeah. Like, turned the whole fight around by doing that. You know? People forget that, man. But... It's yeah. just dangerous, dude. I'll tell you what, at it one did. point, if I was Magdalene, I would have dropped that elbow on his ass, man. I'm surprised that he what? didn't, like, retaliate by throwing a punch low as well. You know, trying to, you know, like, hey, you do this. You, you know what I mean? The old school fighters, they said it. Hey, you fight dirty, I'll fight dirty with you. You know, until the ref does his job. And, you know, Robert Bird, here's the thing, is that it's not incompetence that he showed me that night. You know what, what he showed me last night? is that he needs to hang up the whistle. It, it, it's over, you know? Um, I, it's kind of sad to see an elderly guy like that, you know, try to be, try to have the same reflex as they, those youngsters did, you know? And, 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 and his job is to protect the fighter. And when it's blatantly, you could see that he cannot protect the fighter anymore. The officials, the committee has to do the right thing. Which is sit him down and say, listen, uh, the days are over. Um, you know, I, I think it'd probably be best that, uh, you know, we call it quits for you and, and start finding a much younger guy. You know, I mean, I'm not opposed, man. If you're in your 70s, even in your 80s, to do this type of job, I, I'm not opposed to you doing it, but you got to do it right. And, and, and your reflexes have to be on point. So how do we correct this? I've been saying this for, for years. These guys got to go through some type of testing system, a uh, medical uh, 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 um, chart to, to see whether or not the reflex, their eyes, uh, you know, how they're responsive, all of this stuff in order to get in there. Because, again, uh, I can't stress this enough. Their job is to protect these fighters. And then at the same time, there was no commissioner official, uh, not all that, even after three points, he, he, he takes three points away in the first round against uh, uh, Vicente, and nobody, like, jumped up on the canvas. You know, like, no, no Ratner. Remember Ratner would jump up in the canvas if the ref missed something or needed to exactly. tell him something? Nobody did that with, with exactly. Bird. Like, nobody went up there like, hey, you, you need to stop this fight. Like, this, this is done. You know what I mean? You're not seeing what we're seeing. Uh, and that's, that's alarming, too. So it's just not on Bird. In my opinion, it's the commission. They, they need to do a much better job in inventing these guys because the truth is they're too old. This guy, I mean, not all of them, but Bird, he's old. You know, it's true for anybody, man. You know, you, you talk to boxers, right? right? Right before they retire, their mind sees what they, what they need to do, you know? 
the reflex, but right. the reflex are no longer there. You know, that's for a boxer in their thirties, man. You know, an, an older man like that, he, he mentally he still might be sharp, right? He still might see what's going on, but obviously physically he wasn't able to quickly jump in there and break him up. You know, so I, I think I, I think that's a uh, it was dangerous, man. It was really dangerous because he he I, I lost count of how many times it was like Andrew Gallardo levels, how many times he hit him in, in the nuts, you know. And it was just it, that's dangerous, man. That, that's really dangerous. You can really uh, cause permanent damage not only to to his uh, to his to his to his pelvis, but like it it slows down everything, man. Knocks the wind out of you. Your your reflexes are no longer. We can't protect yourself as much, you know. So you're putting that that boxer's been hit down there plenty of times to a point where he can't defend himself anymore either. You know, he's liable to get caught with the big punch, which he was right at a certain point. He hit him in the nuts, and he came up with another overhand right before uh, uh, Bird had a chance to stop it. He almost knocked him mm. out after a, after a low blow, you know? So, I just, you know, it's just dangerous. Hopefully, uh, uh, if I'm a manager, I, I try to keep that guy away from my from my fighter, man, uh, Mr. Bird. You know, he, I'm not saying he's a bad person. I'm not saying he's not mentally sharp, but obviously his, his reflexes and, and don't aren't, aren't there anymore, you know? So Yeah, so, I, I, yeah. I completely agree. If I'm If I'm... And on anybody's team, and I have the power to step in and say, I don't want this guy as my, the ref. I mean, I got nothing, like you said, I got nothing against him. You know, the truth is, though, his job is to protect my fighter, and it's not, he's not protecting him. And, <clears throat> you know, the, a lot of folks would say, well, you know, how dangerous is it? You know, they'll say, like, how dangerous is it getting hit in the nuts if you have a cup? You got a big old thick padding. Well, when the shit gets, when you get hit, and it rides up, okay? And, 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 and I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, you could feel it. It, it, it. You know, it absorbs some of the impact, but it doesn't absorb everything, you know? And already you're – here's another thing. Already you're already trying to defend yourself when punches coming at you, to your body, to your head. You're catching them in your forearms, whatnot. Now you've got to worry about this guy coming right down the midsection – hitting you somewhere and gives you a discomfort. I mean, you're already discomfort being hit. Maybe your eyes are busted up. You can't see already, but now you're getting discomfort, you know, right between your legs, which is going to take out your legs. You know, body shots do the same thing. And this does this as well, but it's going to, it's, it gives you more of a, of a, you know, shock value. Uh, and that's exactly what you saw with Jesse's um, reaction when he got hit. I mean, it was like dead on, you know, Dead on. It was like, you know, right in the center, and you saw the way it was a delayed reaction, but his body just gave out and fell flat on the canvas. If that's not enough to tell you that shit's painful, I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you guys. It's crazy. Mike Delano I mean, showed a lot of heart, man, a lot of will and a lot of heart, man, because when he got knocked down, and he, I thought that was the end of the fight, man. He got up. He never complained. That was another thing, too, man. Mike Delano, I have a lot of respect for him, man. You never complained in spite of everything, you know. It, it was just, it was just a shame. I have a question for you, Dave. So, What's what up, do brother? you think of the whole production, man? Like, how, do you enjoy watching it without a crowd? What do you think? How do you, how do you think Top Rank's doing as far as that, as far as that goes? I honestly enjoyed the production. I think the way they put really colorful, so it, it kind of distracts your eyes of seeing an audience. You know, um, I, you know what. I think it doesn't matter if the fights are just like this. You know, if you're getting the Lopez, the Magalenos, you're getting these guys that are hungry to show out what they can do. 
I, I think none of that matters. And I, and I think that was evident last night. You know, I forgot that there wasn't an audience. You know, and, and here's another thing. When the Magdaleno uh, low blows were occurring, was it me, bro, or did I start hearing some booing in the well, audience? They got that thing going on, right, that we cheer thing going on. Have you seen, have you, they've talked about it, right, where you go online and you can cheer online somehow. It's called, I mean, oh, wow. uh, they, they, they kept on promoting it. It's called we cheer, something like that. Uh, oh wow! I don't know See? how that works, but I guess some people are. Yeah, it, it's actual real, real people, like through an app, cheering in the background. You know, so I'm not sure exactly how that works. I think like Evan had to explain that, but Murkowski, but I'm not sure exactly how that works. But they, they, they were advertising. They're making a big deal about where there's a website you go to and cheer on it. <laughs> there you go, right there. Yeah, no, I mean I heard the booing and I was just like, are they booing or am I just? Is this, I, I like. I literally looked at my fifth beer like this. I was like, "Man, this shit is good." <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. so, my, so, my follow-up, follow, my follow-up question, Dave: Would you mm. mind watching uh, Teofimo Lopez and, and Lomachenko in this type of environment on pay-per-view? Absolutely. Why not? If if, if they're gonna have a whole stack card like this, I, why, why would I be opposed to it? I think it's. I think it'd be great. You know. I think that I think like last night's showing. Now the numbers from from Tuesday night fights were not spectacular, and I'm actually happy it wasn't like overwhelming great, you know. Uh, but I think last night, hopefully they have the numbers come up right away because it's not a weekend fight where it takes them longer to to rally up those numbers. I hope the numbers are bigger because it will definitely show people that people will come if there's good fights. I saw a lot of people on social media, Facebook. Uh, my Facebook, uh, 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 Twitter, people were like, hey, guys, got to tune in, got to tune in. That definitely invites some folks that were turned off from Tuesday night to come on. So I wouldn't be opposed to a, a, a pay-per-view. I wouldn't mind it. Um, I actually promised the boxing gods that if they gave us a good fight this last night, that I would never stream another pay-per-view, and I'm going to keep true to that. <laughs> my fingers are crossed down behind my back, bro. <laughs> <laughs> for a month or two, for a month or two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. unless you keep giving me shitty fights, I'm gonna change my mind. What's up, Beast? How you doing, brother? But no, bro, I'm not. How about you? What about you? Well, I'm, dude, I, I don't care, man. I, I'll pay. I want to see that fight so bad, so bad. And I know Bob's, Bob Bob been kind of teasing him that he's planning on doing it in September, no matter what. Oh God, I just want to yeah. see that fight. That, that fight is a historic fight, man. Like it really is. It, it could be end up being that way because. Not only because of Lomachenko and, and Teofimo represent coming in, right? The 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 the, the top guy, Lomachenko, clearly, and a, a very talented young line to challenge him. There's a lot of fights to be made coming out of that fight, right? There's so much talent surrounding those two guys. So much talent. You know, with uh, Devin yeah. Amy, Ryan Garcia, Garante Davis. Just a one-way class up. You got uh, Jose Ramirez and Josh Taylor and Progre. That, that it could be the kicking off point. For the for the whole year after that, right? With just multiple big fights after that, you know. So that's why I'm so excited about that fight. And yes, I will buy it and I will pay for it, man. Uh, I'm very excited for that. Fight. That's a true boxing fan right there. That's a true boxing fan, you know. Um, again, it's it's you know what it's all about is making the right fights and people will come. That's what it comes down to. But if you make mismatches, which we understand, you gotta you gotta. 
you got to pan your guys' record to move up. But but right now, at the state that we're at, of what's been going on, you know, like that was acceptable four months ago. But we're, but where we're at right now, boxing is back, right? That's that's the slogan that they're using. You know, boxing is back. Make sure it's back so that everybody could see that it's back. So I think it's just very important to scramble up the best matches. Now, if you have one mismatch out of, out of a, you know, six card or four card, that to me is acceptable because not everybody, not every fighter is going to come out to give a blowout. You know what I mean? There's, there are some fighters that lack that enthusiasm, enthusiasm of coming out and, and giving the audience a show, you know? Uh, but, what we got last night, I don't know about you, bro. That set the bar for me. That's what I want to see for the next three, four months until we're fully back, functional country. This is what I want to see. If I got to, if I got to, you know, uh, uh, follow, follow the bylaws and the procedures of what's going on in our country, wearing a mask and, and safe distancing and, and, you know, no, no big social events, which a lot of people are, are trying to do now, but we're seeing all these cases roll in. But I'm, I'm caring about your guys' health. If I got to do that, then give me good fights. If I got to stay home, give me good fights. So I'll ask for Simple as that. I, I just think they need to continue with, with what the template they, they, they had yesterday, right? If they got a good cold main event for the main event, put that cold main event on first, you know? It's like a TV that, show, man. You got to hook them in. You got to bring them in. You got to bring them in the first five minutes. You know, if that TV show starts off hella boring, you're gonna change the channel, man. You know, so bring start off with a good co-main event. Make that the first, because you can't have you can't think of these cards like they used to, right? Like, you know, the undercards. You, know, you might not even see them on TV. We're just bringing in a bunch of youngsters. You can't do it like that, man. You got to have a strong no. co-main event to kick off the kick off the telecast. And then finish up with a strong main event, right? In between, you could challenge, you could sandwich in like the the, the youngsters, the prospects, a few competitive fights, right? And, and that's fine. But you got to hook them in early on, man. Right, right from the get go. Got to do it. Yeah, I, I I completely agree with you. All right, brother, I'm gonna put you back in the hole, man. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. All right, thank thank you. You want to call in? You certainly can. Let's talk boxing here on Leaving the Ring. Let's talk about last night's fight, 347-215-7598. As I mentioned earlier, uh, as not our first caller talked about, hey, you're going to start it off. Start it off the way you just did it. That was a great move. Uh, that was one of the best moves right now, especially because the slogan now is boxing is back. And it definitely showed us that the sport is back. It felt like the sport was back. I felt like even though it was by myself, uh, well, not by myself, I had my family here, but, you know, uh, I was, you know, making wings and, and, and cold beers, at, you know, or, or in the bucket. I was, I was having a party within my, you know, within my little area, my little bunker, you know. You want to call in 347-215-7598. Let's talk boxing here. Let's take another call. Uh, 111, you're on live right now. Leave the ring. What's on your mind? Who am I speaking to? Uh, hello, Dave. It's me, Hamid. How's it going? Hey, man. How you doing, brother? Long time, man. It's been a minute since yeah, we've talked. Yeah, man. Long time. Yeah, how you been? <laughs> how you been keeping? Dude, I've been, I've been, I've been good. I, I got to be honest. I've been good. You know, um, 
Yeah. You know, the only thing is, 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 you know, I've been, I've been making sure I'm doing my part so that I protect other people that are around me, my loved ones and other people's loved yeah. ones. And, uh, and just sitting back and waiting for the world to get back together, uh, slowly, hopefully start healing up. How about you, bro? How you been, man? Yeah. Same, man. It's, I've been off work for a couple of months. I was going to try and sort that out. Like in the UK, it's still like, uh, I think it's a bit different at the moment to uh, other parts of the world because uh, I'm pretty right. sure in America and other countries uh, they're getting sports like boxing back. Uh, in the UK, I don't think any boxing will be back until maybe July, I believe. Uh, so at the moment, it's still, it's still, you know, uh, in the what's that word phase two or three, whatever. I can't remember the correct right. word. But I was just, I was just wondering. Uh, I haven't spoken to any of you guys for a while. I was going to try and reach out to Milka, but what, what happened to the show? Like, are you guys going to bring back the Monday show? With, yes. Uh, you, yeah, you... we are. Let me tell you, oh. I, you know what? You're not the only one. There's been a lot of people asking, where's the Milkar? Where's Kenny T? How come you haven't had him back on? Let me, they, they put a hole, and I'm going to tell you what. Kenny, Kenny um, lives with his brother and a cousin. And since what happened, they're both, they both live in New York. And everybody is at Kenny's home, so there's no privacy. So that he said there's going to be a lot of interruption. So that's why he's like, he's got to wait. A milk car uh, in his building, um, there, it's, there's been some issues there because of the coronavirus stuff. So he had to literally oh. move out of the apartment and move in with somebody. I believe it was his girlfriend, if I'm correct. The milk car can correct me on that. So he's not anywhere where he has his equipment, um, his internet. I actually reached out to milk car because... I haven't heard from him a lot. I always check up on the guys, everybody that I, I'm involved with to leave the ring and make sure that everybody's fine and stuff. And he got back to me. He's like, oh, I'm perfectly cool. So hopefully we'll be back next month, I'm hoping, or early this month. Since boxing is back, this will give them kind of the motivation to want to come up and talk. And, and, and you know what? I don't blame a lot of people that don't want to talk boxing right now because I went on a small hiatus for like two weeks because of what, what's been going on with the world. You know, I was like, yeah. I was like, it was, I didn't feel that it was either right for me or, or I don't know. I just didn't think it was the right moment to talk boxing when there was all kinds of stuff happening. We're see, uh, you know, a lot of our, a lot of our brothers and sisters are being, you know, uh, 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 killed and, 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 you know, uh, uh, vilified uh, from the yeah. police and, and, and these politicians, man, they don't help whatsoever. And I just felt it wasn't right for me that this was my way of staying, not staying silent, but my way of, 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 of protesting by not talking about the sport at the moment because there was no need. Yeah, I was going to say that's the same. Uh, there wasn't no need. I know a lot of, uh, what's the word, uh, shows and channels and, uh, and people that do podcasts all uh, were doing podcasts like, you know, weekly just dropping the show every week because that's what they weekly do just to keep up with the news but if it's someone who goes live and you know does like two 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 hour calling shows like uh or one hour even show i don't think there was uh, like uh, when there was no boxing there's really not much to talk about in the last couple of weeks i know is uh a lot lot of other more important stuff have been going on and the world is kind of i think uh you know like there's a lot of stuff going on. I think the world's going to be mad as well, like uh, what the police officers are doing and stuff like that and what, what's just been going on in the world. I think it's even now in the UK, well, all the 
it's not just a protest. What the oh, I've seen online with the police officers doing the protests, like that that whole thing was uh, a big thing for a couple of weeks. And there's not much uh, right. going on in boxing, even if uh, even if there's no one fighting, there's not much to really talk about. There's only much, only so much you could talk about. I was just wondering when boxing does come back because I think um, even though there were a couple of cards, I watched a bit of the Shakur Stevenson fight. I didn't watch the Magdaleno fight. To me, those were showcase fights, but in a couple of maybe months' time, maybe at least, I'd say, around about late July, August, you'll probably start getting better cards. I was just wondering if you guys are going to do the show because I heard you, when the pandemic struck, I think I heard you saying that you were going to you're gonna? Did you say you were gonna not do the podcast for a while, though? So I heard you say something. I was just wondering what was going on yeah. with the network. So, so this was what I was saying. Because I, I, what I was doing was kind of forewarning everybody uh, that works with Leaving the Ring, works with myself, does their shows like uh, Evan Rakowski and Kurt from Boskin Esquire, Johnny Zig, um, you know, uh, and, and and even Emil Carr and Kenny was that because at the time, like we were like in the dark, like we didn't know what was gonna happen to the car industry. And, and I work in the car industry. You know, that's that's my bread and butter. That's what my business, you know, as a business owner, that's what I do. Oh, I, 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 so I didn't know if it was going to shut down. If it was going to shut down completely, you know, I had to make sure that my reserves that I have in my savings, if we're going to go like a three months, four months out, I had to make sure that my that money was going to cover my family and, and my loved ones. Uh, so that's why I was like, I might not do it. If we do, it's going to be only on YouTube. But it turned out to be that, you know, it, it, it didn't hit us as hard. Like a lot of folks, like yourself, that, that you know, yeah. um, got laid off and lost their jobs. And, um, you know, um, it didn't hit us like that. It just it hit us like a minor, maybe a, maybe a month or so, not even a month, like, you know, close to a month. But we went right back into uh, right back into the industry. So that kind of kind of left us there, you know. You know, here's yeah, the thing I, too, uh, man. Let me tell you this, because hey, we were ta- I was talking about the last caller, Nando, about uh, you know big fights like he's hoping uh, Lo- uh, uh, Tofima Lopez and uh, Lomachenko that that happens in September, but we're still not out of the clear, you know. And and here, especially yeah. here in the states, a lot, I know a lot of people are thinking that we're you're out of the clear. It's okay to go back in these big huge functions. Uh, you know, the coronavirus is a hoax or it, it's not going to attack me. It's going to happen. If, if, if Michaela Meyer and the last kid right now that just got the coronavirus, that should tell you something, that this thing is still there. So even if these big cards, which would be great, that, that, are being, you know, that, that happen and are announced, we still don't know if it's going to fully go, go through anymore, even if they sign on to fight each other, because there's still a possibility one of these fighters, the main event, of, of, of the fight, those guys could have the coronavirus that could stop them preventing them from giving us that fight. So I'm I'm hopeful, but I'm also realistic of what could happen with the sport. Yeah. I, I was going to say it depends. Uh, some cards, uh, it might be a big card, but you might not need a crowd, or they might, uh, how do I put this? They might be willing to do a card without the crowd. So, uh, Example, Lomachenko and Teofimo Lopez. That, that's a fight that I think it needs uh, needs pay per view uh, revenue. But to my knowledge, right. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going. I, actually, I'm not sure with that card if they could do that without the crowd or with the crowd. I heard two different uh, things, but I heard that they they want to do that on pay per view. So maybe they could do it without the crowd because 
they're looking to bank in from the pay-per-view revenue. But if you're doing a, like, all right, Wilder Fury, that's a fight that they need a crowd. That won't take place in America unless there's a crowd around. Or say, say Canelo Golovkin. Those are big fights. Like those fight type of fights that whether or not they're on pay-per-view, they need the live gig. So those won't, won't take place until there's a crowd. Uh, I basically think some of these fights could go abroad. So uh, uh, Wilder, hmm. I heard Fury could be in Australia. Maybe that's possible. Or maybe somewhere in Asia. Uh, Canelo Golovkin probably doesn't. That's probably going to wait around. That probably won't happen now until 2021. I think there's Tom Loeffler that was seen and a couple of other guys. So uh, Canelo, I heard that. I did see his manager. I think it was... Um, Miguel uh, or Eric Gomez, yeah, I think he was the one who was saying that Canelo is willing to fight without the crowd. So if if he gets to a point where you can't do it with the crowd, he's already getting guaranteed money. I think from the zone, he'll probably right. be a pink cap. But, but a guy like uh, a guy like uh, Anthony Joshua in the UK, he probably wants a crowd, or his promoter probably wants a crowd. But they are, I think, beginning to look at other options. But some of these guys will probably just end up delaying their fight till later this year where there may be more chance of getting a crowd. But I, I think there will be some big fights, quote-unquote, big fights that will happen right. without the crowd. Like, it it just depends on the timing. But th- th- that depends when those guys are fighting. If they're fighting early September, maybe around about that time, there could be a chance they could do it without the crowd. Like Lomachenko Lopez, I, I think there I tell is you what, I tell you this. I tell you this. <clears throat> what top rankers do right now with no crowd... Is they're looking at yeah. they're, they're, there's a, there's got to be an experiment obviously because the experiment is let's see how well the numbers come through with without the audience in 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 the arena with us let's see if the fans still come through you know um and and I think that what we got last night not Tuesday night but what we got on Thursday night is it, it hopefully it's going to be a good indication that if you hold good fights. People are going to come. People are going to show up. Now, if you're yeah, one of those it, it fans... Depends that are like, on I, right, right. If you're one of those fans, though, that, that are like, I want to see the audience. I want to see this. Then my suggestion is this. Do what soccer did and baseball and, and, and what was it, in Korea or somewhere, somewhere out there, right, where they told you guys, you want an audience? Did you pay for a cutout board of yourself and we'll place it in the stands and that's how you show your support. And you can see yourself. Hey, yeah, I get that's that. What, if, it, if it matters so much, that's what you can get. I, I don't think that's <laughs> the main uh, for mo- most fans. Because uh, look at the UFC in the first uh, the first card they put on. I know it's a pay per view, but that was a really big fight. I know it's meant to be Habib and right. uh, Ferguson. Uh, I think it's Gaethje stepped in and he ended up beating Ferguson. But that that pay per view did about seven hundred thousand. And uh, all right, fair enough. Right. Like people will say, UFCs. Uh, trending a lot better, and their pay-per-views are doing generally. If you take out, I think Canelo maybe, or some of the one of the other guys, generally their pay-per-views do more better numbers. Because I think uh, McGregor he had a fight with the cowboy guy, and he did uh, like really good numbers as well. So say if a fight like uh, a good fight happens, a case like Lomachenko Lopez, and they price it right, and they put it on pay-per-view this in a couple of months' time. Maybe it does do good numbers, but they got to work around stuff like the price point as well and stuff like uh, pay-per-view. You can only put a handful of boxes right now on pay-per-view. I don't think, especially in America, too many guys will get away with pay-per-view because the minimum 
of people who are crossed will probably be about 50, 60. And at the moment, not only I think is there, like at the moment, it's about $75 average. Yeah. Right. It depends on the it depends on the fight, but I don't think many big fights will happen unless there's a big crowd. Like uh, like I said, the fights that do demand a, a live gate will obviously want their crowd. They, they wouldn't want to miss out on them because pay-per-view is not guaranteed. Uh, that's another thing. That depends on the the number of buys you do. So I, I think it depends. As long as they put on good or, say, better fights than they do. Like the first fight, I know it was a showcase card. But like if they do better than that and they do um, even or good matchups, uh, basically I think the uh, I think people will be willing to watch because they're not much uh, boxing obviously on at the moment. But it depends uh, what the fights are. Like I think the zone could right. do maybe a better job once the more fights are put together. Like if they start if the zones are put on, they got a bigger like, budget. Yeah, Roman Gonzalez and. Uh, the Estrada, that, that's a fight that I don't think you could, you need a really a crowd because maybe it wouldn't make a difference because that's a fight that I think the atmosphere wouldn't matter. But uh, they could do that without a crowd because it's guaranteed money with the zone. But that, that's a fight that I think a lot of people will tune into. And if you get if you get those type of fights, I do think more people will tune in with whatever network the fight is on or whatever app or whatever platform is on. It, it depends on the fight. If if it's not a good fight or if it's a showcase fight, then I don't think many people will obviously tune in. And that's just the reality. Same with the UFC as well. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean, I think myself, and I'm only speaking for myself, I I, I don't know the numbers. I don't know, you know, I've never claimed to to know the business side of boxing. You know, what I do know is what I want to see. That's what I know. What fights I want to be made. I don't care how you guys, you know, the, the business guys, the, 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 pencil, the pencil pushers, how they get it together and make it happen. But this is what I'll say about an audience. Me personally, I don't care. You know why I don't care about the audience? It's because that's not what I tuned in for. You know what I mean? Like, I don't tune in and go like, ooh, look, it doesn't have a big crowd. I'm going to tune out. I'm going to change the channel. You know, I, I tune in if it's going to be a really good fight, you know. And especially because I'm an, you know, I'm an addict of the sport. I'm a boxing zombie. I tune into every fight, but I'm realistic. I'll be like, this is a, this is a shitty fight. If the pay-per-view, yeah. if they're going to try to bring back pay-per-view and make people right now where a lot of people have been laid off, okay, and, and, and basically, you know, say, hey, we're, gonna, um, we're still going to charge you 70 bucks because the fact is the gate is now taken away from us. And as a promoter, we got to try to at least break out even. We got to, like, make out something. Then I'm understandable to that, but now you've got to give us four good fights. Now, I'm not talking about the headliner is going to be the main event, the marquee guy. But I'm talking about, I mean, if you put four, three other fights below there, they don't have to be known guys, but they have to be at least guys that we know are not going to be a mismatch like we got last night. Guys are going to come out. Right. That, that, you know what I mean? If you give me three stacked fights, Three stack fights, and you charge me seventy bucks, but at least they're stacked, and I know it's going to be good. I don't see the problem us problem for us buying it. You know what I mean? Especially, like I said, if it's if it's working and if somebody sees a stacked card, they're going to find out. They're going to find a way to pay for that card. Somebody's going to call mommy or daddy to lend them the money to pay for the card. You know? Yeah, I think at the moment uh, with uh, so so much streaming, uh, what's the word, uh, illegal streaming and stuff like that, people will find a way 
around pay-per-view. But if it's a fight that's worth, uh, and you can't go to it and worth pay-per-view, because at the end of the day, uh, you know, no one really wants to stream. It's just they have no, sometimes they have no choice if it's not worth it. But if something's worth it, then people will be willing to pay for it. If, if they put on a card like Lomachenko, Lopez, that's an undisputed whatever unification fight, undisputed uh um, all the belts are likely, and they say put a fight like I don't. I don't think it will happen. But say Oscar Valdez and I think he's uh, Bichelt, and they stack a card up with a lot of good fights like that. And if they still want to price the seventy five dollars, I think you can maybe maybe get away with that. But if they just put Lomachenko Lopez and he's a undercard like the Tyson Fury and Wilder fights, then I, I personally think you gotta drop the price. I think. Uh, at this moment in time, you can't get away with it. With Wilder Fury, they were still bigger, big, uh, big guys. And arguably, uh, Wilder, I think, uh, maybe in America in some seconds. And Fury, obviously, around the world, you could say they were bigger names than guys like Teofimo Lopez, who's just become a world champion. And uh, although Lomachenko is big in the boxing uh, world, he's really, I don't think, a crossover star. Like, he, obviously, and that's not his really fault, because right. he's come over from uh, come over from Europe, and he barely knows how to speak English. But uh, that's, I think, that's maybe a tough sell if you put it at $75, $80. you got to try and work around a fight like that. Cause I personally don't think that should really be on pay-per-view. Although it's a good fight, you can maybe get away with it, but with the price uh, that it is in America, I don't think they should really... Put it on paper if they're not going to change the price point. Listen, man, it's a good I, fight. I'm not going to stream it. I'm not going to stream it. I'll tell you why I won't stream it because I promised the boxing gods last night if you give us good fights for Thursday, I will never, ever, 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 ever stream a boxing match again. <laughs> I think that'll be on. Yeah, I think that'll be on Saturday though. I don't think they'll pull that fight on Thursday or Tuesday. That 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 fight, I think. They're looking at some date in September, but that, that'll be on a Saturday night fight because uh, card because I think ESPN are gonna start doing some cards on Saturday. But I, I like the idea of doing this Tuesday Thursday thing where a lot of the fighters or champions just uh, get to stay busy or get their fight out the way because they gotta keep active. Uh, you can't go a year without a fight, like especially in the prime years. You're wasting the years, but. As long as uh, towards the end of the year we get the fights we want, then I won't complain. Like, at the moment, if it's not a card with watching, I just won't watch it. But towards the end, I, I do want to see good fights and good matchups and the fights we want to see. Like, last year, I think we had a lot of good fights from September onwards. We had fights like Spence, Porter, Golovkin, Derachenko, Inui Dune, and it was just... Uh, Right. It was a good uh, couple of, what's the word, months where we had the non-stop uh, big fights or evenly matchups. Like This year, I think we need something like that. Although, I think we needed to start a bit earlier, say, beginning September. But at the moment, obviously, it may be uh, difficult because uh, some fights, I think, do need a crowd. And some guys will obviously want to want fight in front of a crowd as well. Well, there you go, brother. You got anything else you want to talk about really quick, bro, before I let you go? Uh, no, no, I, I was going to go. I was, I was just wondering, so uh, when will you guys be back? Like, Do you have a specific date uh, in line? I don't or know. It yet. depends on Like fights. I said, yeah, it, it all depends on the situations for my, my co-hosts because I got to make sure that they're safe and that they're comfortable and, you know, uh, they have internet. And, uh, you know, like I said, it, you know, it hit New York really, really, really bad. 
So I, I, we all have to be kind of understanding and where uh, they're at and where yeah, they're, I get you. you know, yeah, and stuff. So that's I'm leaving it up to them. I'm, I honestly want them back. I wish we can, I can have them on with me right now, you know. So I'm looking and hoping that that Kenny and Amilcar will be back on the air with me before the month ends or early next month. I'm hoping, and uh, I'm hoping that uh, Milcar will get a hold of me either today or tomorrow so I can further discuss this. But, uh, Ahmed, thanks again, bro, for that's calling okay. in. I really appreciate yeah. it, man. Uh, I just want to say, uh, that's okay. Uh, yeah. There's nothing, nothing uh, what's the word, uh, to, uh, to be in a hurry about. Like, obviously, at the moment, there's no, no. no major boxing right. going on. But if you need me to... Uh, Call in. I could call all call in and stand by as a guest or whatever. If you want, uh, I could do Absolutely. that. I'm more than happy. I was wondering what what about with blog talk? Did you uh, did you did you still keep uh, keep the network? Like you still use blog talk in it for callers to call in at the moment. Well, right now you're calling well, in the blog talk. I, yeah. haven't, I haven't took nothing down. I, I've, I've kept everything just because I I knew oh. that we were in the clear. Yeah. So you can still find us on iTunes. Uh, you know, uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, all the all the platforms where podcasting is at, we're still on there, and and you're still able to call in the Blog Talk. We're still live. I still go live. I'm live right now on Blog Talk. Uh, you know, it's just not a set date. Uh, uh, I'm um, just I, wondering. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people don't no, use it, Blog Talk. You guys have been using Blog Talk. Some people will go live on uh, apps like Spreaker and I think uh, it's maybe YouTube as well. But they'll have a call-in number. Like I I don't know how they do that though. Like, uh, without Blog Talk, I don't know how they use it. I think they might have a separate number. I was just wondering how those guys mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, but it's, uh, that's okay. Right? Thanks yeah. for taking the call. Uh, I'll speak to you soon. Uh, it's good talking to you. All right, brother. Okay, thank you. All right, take care. Yeah. You know, I've been asked that, too. I've, asked, I've been asked, like, Dave, like, um, why have you stayed on Blog Talk or, you know, and haven't moved to somewhere else? And I'm like, I'll tell you why. I'll tell them the main reason why. People, I mean, I, I started with Block Talk, so everybody's familiar of this is where you can find me. You know, you can find Leaving in the Ring. You know, not me, but Leaving in the Ring. You can find the network here. You know, so I, I, that's why I've never jumped. If I jump, then i got to retrain everybody to go somewhere else. It's just like right now, YouTube. Like, I'm live on, on Block Talk, but I'm on YouTube as well, and people still don't – like, the numbers that we download on Block Talk hasn't – transferred over to YouTube, you know, because like, I'm almost like rebuilding my status on YouTube. So that's one of the reasons why I haven't left Block Talk. Uh, let's take another caller here really quick. I think, I think we got my boy D-Style from uh, Hispanics Causing Panics. D, are you there? I am here. Definitely here. Well, how's it going, Dave? It's going good, man. You know, um, I got to go to work in a little short bit here or else they're going to end up firing me. I'm going to end up firing myself if I don't go to work here in a bit, man. <laughs> But uh, how about you, man? How's everything going? Everything's good, man. Everything's good on my end. You know, um, I feel like I'm not going to say it redeems itself, but boxing kind of redeemed itself last night, I think. You know, I, I think it showed us a little more, that, you know, uh, some better fights. And the, that Lopez uh, Correa fight was, was a hell of a fight, I, I will say that. And it's one of those fights where I forgot there was, there wasn't a crowd, you know, it just, I enjoyed it. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, I I completely agree with you with that because like I said, um, like I told our last caller, Hamed, you know, I I don't tune in 
for the crowd. You know, I tune in for the sport and I tune in for the, for the, for the, you know, brutality that's going to happen between these two men that are competitors that, that trained to get to this level and, 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 and the clash heads and see who's the better man for the night. That's, that's what I tuned in, you know, um, the crowd itself was well, the, the the mention or even thought of a crowd was completely, you know, drained out out of my head, and I think a lot of fans' head, like yourself, because the fight was that good. It was a good, good fight. How they started it, how the program started, it was great, you know. Um, and 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 it kept, and you know, and the thing was like, I like I said, I'm a very skeptical person. I'm like one of those guys, like, okay, this was a good one. Like this set the the pace, you know. Can they keep it up? And guess what? They did. It just rolled off, of, you know what I mean? Like, it almost like the next set of guys came out, rolled off of what these guys were doing, and it just kept going and going and going and going, you know? Yeah, the, the pace was unbelievable. I mean, I, I would imagine if there was a crowd, you know, they would have been going crazy, you know? But, but dude, I I don't need a crowd to tell me that this is the barn burn, you know? Uh, yeah, exactly. In fact, when barns burn, there's no crowd around. <laughs> but that's a different story. Uh, I just I enjoyed that fight. I even enjoyed the main event. Uh, Magdalene Leno looked really yeah. really good. The my main criticism of that fight is definitely the ref. You know, yet like he had the delayed reactions. You know, to the punches. <laughs> you know, uh, do you think, man? Well, what do they do with these refs? Like, do do they have them do physicals? Just like they do with fighters and stuff like that. You know, I think their uh, reflexes yeah, yeah. should be tested. Yeah. I, 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 I've been saying that for such a long time, you know, that it's, it's here. You have a commission that a promoter pays to be on site. And then the promoter and the fighters and anybody else involved with, a, with the, with the match has to follow these guidelines. So why hasn't the commissioners made a guideline for them for them to be accountable of them appointing the ref? Because they appoint the ref. Yep. And and if Robert Bird is surely showing signs of, of of no reflex response to what's going on in front of him, which his eyes said everything. Yep. Like his eyes were like, oh shit. But then his body was like Slow motion was like, no, <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, wow. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I like Rob, but, but the truth is, is that it's like, if you work with a guy, I work with somebody, yeah. right? If I'm working with another uh, debt removal guy, if I'm a plumber, if I work with another plumber, any, and like at lunchtime, we could have last bro, you know, he could be like one of the down as homeboys, really nice dude, great guy. But at work, if you're a shitty fucking performer, I don't want to work with you. Why would I want to work with you? If you can't produce and do your job right, because either you have a, there's a there's a physical, physicalness that you can't do because you commit that prevents you from performing, then I'm gonna ask right. for another guy to be there to help me. So that should be the same model or or out uh, you know or look at, 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 at for these commissioners to look at Robert Bird or even for the boxing team and promoter to go like we can't have this guy this guy can't perform the way he should perform um, or the way he did perform five years ago ten years ago 
you know. Well, look at Bradley, bro. Bradley was trying to justify it. Bradley was like, oh, I know he got hit low, but, but man, you got to protect yourself at all times. I know, I know about that second punch. What do you mean? He just got hit low, bro. You know, like, well, Richard Bradley is talking about who I love. I love Bradley. I'm a huge Bradley fan. But, you know, Bradley, I think Bradley's probably mentioning that to compensate the fact that he used to headbutt everybody. <laughs> yeah, particularly you know? at all times, by the way. Ward, that's that's like, why. Andre Ward had the nerve to be upset about low blows? Come on, Andre. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, we're just missing uh, Abner Mars up there complaining, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. The the fact that he told well, what, bro, yeah. was like, I told you to stop. I when I say stop, dude, you did after he hit him, though. You know, like there was a long delay. There was definitely a long delay, and, and people got to remember, man. Refs used to actually be the third judge, you know, and ref at the same time. The reason they stripped them from judging fights was. You know, for fighter safety, like you're gonna have one job to manage this fight, call the, you know, and, and control these two fighters and look out for their safety, right? That that's your job as a ref. Well, I think Robert Bird. I think it's a t- it's just that time that he retires as a referee. You know, if he wants to be a judge or something else, okay. But as a referee. Man, I don't know. Someone's going to get hurt. You know, that's what I think. It should be a three strikes, you're out type of system, you know, whereas at work, if you come in late, they write you up. If you don't show up, they write you up. And then it's the third time. The third time you do this, we got to terminate you. we got to let you go. You know, yeah, and Robert Burke. There's some jobs where we can't afford three strikes. You know, like this is some no. jobs. Like, imagine being a, uh, you know, a pilot or something, you know. Now you you got you got three crashes, then we let go. All right after that, you're done. I just think boxing is a really <laughs> dangerous sport, and they have to really look at this and really say, you know what? Maybe chop them down to four round fights or something, you know, or whatever it is. Because I mean, he looks more tired well, than would, fighters. That, at the would, end of that would be one of the strikes. Then that strike would be you can't. You know what? You do this, we'll drop you down to eight rounders. Do it again, we'll drop you down to four rounders. You know, and then you do the third time, we got we to gotta let you go. You know, because, I mean, here, look, it's, it's poorly of a job that Robert Bird did. There's going to be some young ref that is, is still working on his craft, learning how to be a ref. So he's going to make mistakes. So that's how do you, so how do you filter yeah. that? How do you uh, recircle that? How do you keep that motion going and making sure you have the right ref? Because I strongly believe, you're, you know, everybody makes a mistake. It's not like you're going to have, it's going to be perfect. Even though, like you just said, there's some jobs where you just got to be perfect. Well, that would require them to have these refs, uh, you know, go into some type of program that, that they have to do, refresh themselves to, to, you know, make sure that they're always on point, you know, Um, which would probably cause the commissioners to even charge the promoters even more money because at the end of the day, that's what the commission's doing. They, they're trying to make their money. That's why they're able to appoint their refs because they get a cut. They're getting uh, um, some money from that and stuff. But I'm all with you. I, I think that they need to do some type of, you know, if you do a poor job at a championship now or even or anything, any round, uh, you know, four-rounder, six-rounder, ten-rounder, twelve-rounder, you do a poor job that time, there's a, a big mistake. Minor mistakes, I get, you know, but a, a big mistake, then they should drop them. 
drop him, you know, down, and then see how he gets back, work his way back to a championship fight, you know, for bigger, bigger money. But yeah, I feel bad for for, for him though. I, I really feel bad for Robert, man, Robert Bird, because I, I've always liked you know, him as a ref. It's just I don't know, man. He he looked more tired than the fighters at the end of the fight. Uh, and all that. He made the right calls. I think, you know, the two-point deduction was the right call. I think he took another point, and he ended up disqualifying three the kid. One round, though. It was three points in one round where really should yeah. have been a disqualification already. Um, just like you said, when he when he looked over yeah. to Vicente and said, um, I said, stop. It was like, he. it was almost like he was saying, I already said stop in my head. You should have listened. You know? You should right. have read my mind, my face expression. Stop. I mean, I mean, I don't know if anybody can go back and count. Give us a count of how long it took him to literally physically intrude his body to stop what was happening to uh, Magdaleno. I mean, that alone tells you everything. And that's why I was saying that. Where was the commission? You know, the commissions are on the outside. They should have, you know, kind of got up there and said, hey, you know, or, or, or give him some advice, you know. Uh, uh, in between the rounds, but yeah, uh, well, it's, scared of. It's, not, it's not like there was going to be a riot, you know, so. <laughs> right. Uh, Again, I, just think, I think he kind of knew he had a delayed reaction, and that's why he didn't. It would have been a, even worse on him if he would have done a disqualification, I think. You know, so I, I think that, I that's I, why I, he didn't I, call a disqualification. You know what's, you know what's, here's the thing that's kind of messed up, because you know, you could see it in his body language that he knew that he he had that delayed reaction. But it was like, from that moment, everything went south for him. Everything went bad. Yeah. It was like, he just had a, you know, he made one mistake and that really got in his head and, and the whole thing went downhill, which you can't afford to do in a boxing match like that, especially when you're the guy that's supposed to protect these fighters. You just can't drop the ball like that, you know? Too bad when I like baseball or football. Switch out, switch out a player. I mean, I think let's not get distracted from the fact that I mean, Magdaleno looked really good, and given yeah, the did. circumstances, had some his composure in that fight was on point. You know, like like he he was the most understanding fighter. I mean, he would go up to <laughs> before the round. Was like, Come on, man, let's have a clean fight. <laughs> it was nuts, man. <laughs> He's like, come on, bro. Let's do this. After the third time hitting my webbles, I'd be like, I'd be yelling out, scramble. Right. I mean, was he going? He was going for that Echo Mars record, though. I don't know. (laughs) I tell you what, Mars was impressed. Abner was not impressed. (laughs) He's like, come on. That's how you got, bro? Like, (laughs) I was so good, I didn't even get a warning. Abner Morris was in there going, you got the wrong ref in there. The ref I had didn't call anything on me. <laughs> right, right. I just remember Al Bernstein, like, man, if, if, I forgot what the name of the ref was. He's like, man, it's okay to say, you know, give him a warning at least once. <laughs> man, good night, though. I, 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 like, I like the fight. I do want to ask you, though, before I go, you know. Yeah. Uh, we did the show, you know, on, on Wednesday. You said you were going to call, uh, you were going to make some phone calls to see where the hell is Adan Gonzalez, the guy who people raised you to meet us. I, I refuse to let that go. 
I need to know what it is. I'm going to find out today. Okay. I'm gonna, actually, I'm going to call today. I haven't had a chance, but I'm going to call today uh, and see if I can find uh, if I can find the uh, Waldo for you. <laughs> all right, cool, cool. Yeah, we got to find it too. Because, dude, even though all these all these people that say they love boxing and all oh, respect these fighters and all those others, we, we always get lectured right. and, and just take take what boxing gives you. Shut up and just take what it gives you and respect the fighters no matter what. They, I don't see them talking about these dudes. They all, they all just pretend this dude never exists. So I ain't going to let it go until we find out where the hell this guy's at. Well, there you go. And, uh, Peace out. And Frankie Gomez, too. On, Where's on, on Frankie mission. Gomez? Where is Frankie? He's probably with the, uh, in the aisle of uh, where the uh, Hot Pockets are at, at the grocery market. <laughs> it's one of his favorites right there to eat, man. Uh, <laughs> all right, brother. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Peace. Well, there you go. Uh, I probably got a little few more minutes here on the show before I log off and head out to work. Like I said, or else I'm going to end up firing myself. Um, you know, some final thoughts about the ESPN uh, top rank card. Excellent card. Uh, let's keep that energy going. Um, that's exactly what us fight fans want. Um, I'm like a lot of other fight fans about the back door and all that. I really don't care about it. I'm going to hear about it because sometimes that would, that's what some of uh, the journalists and some fans for some reason they want to talk about, you know, I see a lot of fans want to talk numbers and all this stuff because it makes them feel, I don't know, more uh, smart about it. I don't, I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't know the, I don't understand the obsession of uh, always defending a promoter, even if they do a crappy job. That is like beyond weird for me because already I'm in a sport that has, that literally abuses us, right? That literally, um, doesn't even care about our voice sometimes. But last night, they did. Last night. I give kudos to, uh, to Top Rank. You know? I, I give them... Um, let me applaud again for them really quick. Let's applaud for them really fast here. Because it was a great job. You know? The card, everything, the fighters came out. They, they, they performed. They did exactly what we asked, which was, if you're going to come back, come back with a bang. And this time, they did. They came in loaded. They came in wanting to show that not just on social media, they're saying, I can't wait till I get back in the ring and fight. They came. They actually did it. They actually showed up. They actually fought. Whereas we see a lot of other fighters are saying, I can't wait to come back. And then when they're offered a fight, they're like, I'm getting underpaid. I'm not getting enough money. I need some more cheddar. That's not, I, I don't, we don't want to see that. I know you don't want to. I don't want to see it. Real quick and some news here. Um, we haven't had a chance to uh, listen to uh, Boxing Esquire, Kurt. Uh, he talks a little bit about, he talks with some journalists that had covered the uh, mob boss that uh, Tyson Fury, and I got to admit, I dropped the ball on that one. I didn't even hear that guy's name. Um, I'll talk a little bit about that more maybe next week here on the podcast uh, when we're up live. You guys want to call in. Uh, but Tyson Fury mentioning how the mob, bo- mob boss over there uh, overseas has helped him uh, get, the, get, the, get the train moving to get AJ in the ring. So that's really interesting. If you don't know any history about that guy, uh, Boston Esquire did a fantastic job interviewing two journalists that have covered that guy. Okay. Um, I don't remember his name, but anyways. <clears throat> their names. Uh, um, you can find it on the on the Leaving a Ring um, blog talk on 
ESPN Steve Kim's Twitter feed, he uh, even in the article, um, Maurice Hooker is saying he's not going to fight uh, Regis Progress. He's moving up. He wants to move up to 147. They struggled. They struggled with the weight. And they think that because of the, what's going on, I mean, they, 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 they were originally set to fight, but this whole coronavirus and the world shutting down has, has pushed it off. And he's like, I'm struggling with my body. I, I got to move up. But reading today, I saw that, uh, you know, Maurice Hooker, which was a big downer, dude. I was like, oh, man, like shit. You know, uh, that's the fight that I was really looking forward to. I wanted to see that fight happen. I think it's a great, great matchup. Um, but Maurice said, I can make, like, he said a, a catch weight, which would be one, uh, um, I think it was like 145. But uh, Progress is saying no, 144. Hopefully they can work it out and they can still fight. Uh, I think it still be a, a a great fight between the two, even if it's at, you know, a meeting ground um, match, which I know a lot of folks hate catch weights, but right now where we're at, I think we, any of us can agree, we'll, we'll be willing to catch, take any type of fight at, even if it's at a catch weight, you know, um, still, you know, Canelo Alvarez is talking about coming back, saying that doesn't care if there's an audience, he's willing to get back in. Um, let's see that. Hopefully that gets made, get, you know, happens because if he does that, uh, it will make other fighters go that route because they see the cash cow. They're going to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do it and stuff. Um, you know, um, I'll read off next I'll, I'll, Monday. I think I'll do live another live show. I'm not sure. Uh, I'll read off some of the uh, emails that I get. I always say I'm going to do that. And then I never get around to it because we end up getting caught up with the callers or a topic that I get kind of stuck on and stuff, you know, but I'll make sure that the next live show that I read off some of the questions that you guys do have, on, uh, that are sent to me on the leave in the ring gmail.com. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I got to make one complaint. Remember, Dave's got to make one complaint before I leave. Okay. ESPN. God damn it. What's your app, man? It's terrible. You guys got to help us out here. You know, I mean, I, I literally can't find what time your fight's going to start. I got to like do a bunch of stuff just to find out what time the fight is scheduled. And then for a playback, it's just, Horrible. I try to get a playback to watch early in the morning because I got up super early to watch the fights again. And I'm going from one spot to another. And then finally, when I find it, I hit it. It tells me I got to log into my to my provider, my, my, my TV provider. You should already have that. I already have the app. I don't know. That's it's kind of irritating. I, you know, I, I wish you guys could fix that. But the overall, like I said, the big thing was that you guys did a fantastic job with Top Rank. Top Rank, you did phenomenal. Top rank matchmakers, you did great. Bob Arum, you did fantastic. Thank you so much. Boxing gods, thank you so much. You guys answered my prayers. The zone, stop taking our money. If we canceled since March, stop charging us, and then there's no way of getting a hold of you guys. Please, terrible. Bad look, bad business, you know, thing. You just don't do that, okay? I'm, I don't know about you guys. I canceled. I'm still, I'm still paying for it. They're still taking money out of my account. And then when I log on, I'm like, okay, and, and one of those guys, right, I'm like, well, 10 bucks, whatever, right? That's what they're charging, 10 bucks, because I started from the beginning, right? I'm like, oh, all right, whatever. Let me just log on and, and watch old fights or whatever they, what their, their content they've had in the past, right? I can't even log on. They're telling me I got to re-sign up. So hopefully they get that resolved and fixed. 
Anyways, I'm your boy Dave Dwayne, it's 97 Rough, and this was another show of Leaving the Ring here on the Leaving the Ring Network. Again, uh, tune in. Uh, I believe uh, Johnny Zig is going to have Adam Lopez on Saturday. Uh, that will be pre-recorded and then put on the show. Um, later on today, when I have a chance, I'll put on the new episode of Hispanics Causing Panic with D-Style and G-Funk. And uh, for everybody else, man, you guys be safe. Don't be an ass. Wear a mask, okay? <laughs>